In our practice of Dhamma, the important thing for all of us is to have mindfulness. It is of core significance. This mindfulness that is sati, the quality of recollection, and sampajanya that is clearly comprehending oneself at all times, how is it important? To give an example, mindfulness is like a dam that is built to store a great mass of water. If the dam is not strong, then the dam will have leaks, the walls will break, fall and collapse. An incredible amount of water will spill out and sweep houses, people and animals with it to the water and ocean. Lots of lives will be lost. This is a disaster that we do see from time to time. So when we talk of mindfulness and our minds, if our mindfulness is weak, all the moods, emotions and impressions from sense contact will come into the mind. It enters into our minds so quickly. The mind that has no strength will be led and pulled by these moods, emotions and mental impressions. It's like the mind has no place of refuge. This is called aramana. There are the outer aramana, that is the forms, sounds, odors, tastes, body contact, and the inner aramana, or the dhamma aramana, are the thoughts, ideas, and proliferations that arise in the mind. And this leads the mind to have suffering arise. The Four Noble Truths is about suffering, the cause of suffering, the ending of suffering, and the path of practice leading to the end of suffering. This dukkha, suffering, we can't let go of it. That is because this suffering arises because of its cause, which is craving and attachments. We need to let go of the craving and attachments. And the practice that is easy and not difficult is to have mindfulness and clear comprehension in the present moment. In leading your lay life, where you have a lot of work and duties throughout the day, you should try to have mindfulness consistently. In all the postures of sitting, walking, standing and lying down, try to learn about your mind, try to follow and look after this mind of ours. See how this mind of ours is like. If we can look after the minds well, we will escape from Mara's trap. That is, we can escape suffering. Mara is these mental defilements, that is, the ignorance, craving and attachment. If we can look after the mind well, then these mental defilements won't be able to do anything to our spiritual hearts. So then even when our eye sees a form, the ear hears a sound, the nose smells an odour, the tongue tastes flavours, the body has contact, or the feelings, thoughts and ideas that is a mental objects of meritorious or demeritorious nature arise in the mind, the mind is not going to liking or disliking, to attraction or aversion. The mind is in the centre here. The mind that is not going to liking or disliking and is in the center, this is the path that we will see the true Dhamma. 
the easy and shortest way to practice is for us to contemplate that there are many things that we hold as important in our life, but we need to learn that letting go of them is more important. If we can't do anything about these important things in our life, then we need to let go, accept the truth that arises. In the beginning of the practice, we put down bad and unskillful conduct in our daily lives and we use this self to build goodness. That is, we make merit first. We do this until the merit that is made from practicing generosity becomes complete. And then we build the merit that comes from determining to keep sila, the five moral precepts, to its completion. And greater than that is the merit that comes from meditation or mental cultivation. It has the most significant type of merit. Because a person who gives donations, they could still do so with money that has been stolen or cheated and obtained of others unlawfully. So they can't compare with someone who has sila or morality. But someone with sila still has the moods and emotions that have a lot of the feeling of me and mine still. They have anger, dislike, love and hate, but they can endure it. They cage up the mental defilements in the mind and they don't act on them. They can see the heat of the mental defilements. Most of us, we are all making merit. We give alms, listen to Dhamma, sit meditation and develop the mind. That's all building merit. But we need to have the wisdom to maintain our merit. That is, we need to have the knowing and clear seeing that there is no me or mine in reality. It only exists in a conventional sense. When we have this sense of me and mine like this, then the feelings that arise in the mind always distinguishes between me and them. And this leads to the arising of pride, the arising of ego, the arising of self, and the arising of a me. We need to have mindfulness and wisdom in order to fix these feelings that arise in the mind. This is the important foundation of the special austere practices that the monks undertake in the three-month rains retreat, like not sleeping, eating only in the bowl, in one vessel, or practicing not speaking for one month or three months, or not sleeping on the weekly lunar observance nights. These austere practices are for the building of the strength of mind that will fight the mental defilements that arise in the heart. The important thing is having mindfulness to learn in the mind, to know in the mind, and to let go in the mind. It is the important foundation of meditation and Dhamma practice. So in our daily life, as Dhamma practitioners, we must not throw away mindfulness. Don't let go of our mindfulness. If in the day we let go of our mindfulness and we let the mind go along with all the sense impressions, moods and emotions, then in the evening when we try to develop mindfulness and do meditation to make the mind concentrated, then it will be difficult. The practice isn't continuous. When we have mindfulness throughout the day while we are doing work and other activities, 
the foundation of our minds must be good. We need to have metta, loving-kindness. We want others to have happiness. We want ourselves to have happiness. We think to help others if they are in suffering, according to our ability and strength of mind. We train the mind to be ones that have sympathetic joy, that is a mind that is more tender and sensitive. When others have virtue and goodness, then we rejoice with them, and we don't let the mind be jealous. Or if others are suffering, out of greed, hatred and delusion, we don't add on to increase their suffering. Because the mental defilements that are in our minds like to pull people down. It likes to have jealousy and lacks in loving kindness and compassion. The greed, hatred and delusion that is the root of all unskillful and unwholesome conduct is like this, so we must be careful. When our hearts are imbued with the four divine abidings of loving kindness, compassion, sympathetic joy and equanimity, then our sila is maintained well then the beginning stages of our Dhamma practice is considered well established. So build mindfulness, build a dam and the wall that will protect against the sense impressions, moods and emotions that enter the mind. Keep improving at it. When our mindfulness is strong, then we come close to the Buddha, that is, the knowing according to truth. This is the Buddha within the heart. We will then have the understanding that all material and mental phenomena is impermanent, unsatisfactory and non-self, that is the feeling of me and mine is non-existent. Why get angry? Why hate? Why love? Why have prejudice? Why fear? What is there to fear? Do we have a sense of self? When we have a lot of fear, It's because we have a lot of delusion and we have little mindfulness. If our mindfulness has a lot of strength, then delusion, fear and greed diminishes. This is the fight within our minds and hearts. The fight between the noble spiritual path factors and the mental defilements. If the mental defilements have more power, then it will damage the noble spiritual path and the mind will have suffering. But if the noble spiritual path has more power than the mental defilements, then suffering reduces. This is called niroda, the freedom from suffering, or what is able to end suffering. So this nibbana, the coolness or extinguishing, arises in the heart. This is if the heart has wisdom, that knows clearly and according to truth. But when wisdom hasn't yet arisen, This is because our samadhi or concentration is not firm. We have to come back and have mindfulness. Know when anger has arisen and we endure it. We don't speak or talk to them. We don't look at their face. We don't stare because the anger will shoot out from our eyes. We must be restrained then. Have good restraint. Train this way often and it will keep control over greed anger and delusion. In the span of one day, we must practice so that the mind will have more purity and develop the ending of suffering. This must get clearer 
and arise in the heart. This is supported by the spiritual qualities of sila or morality, mindfulness, samadhi or concentration, and wisdom. These are the qualities that grow and cultivate the mind. We should know that birth and death is here. When there is birth, then there is death. When there is ignorance and craving, then we have suffering. If we walk the noble eightfold path, we will see that we don't get born and we don't die. That is Nibbana, little by little, that arises in the heart. So train in this way often. Have Nibbana in the heart often, where the mind doesn't get born and doesn't die. That is, when the mind lets go of the moods, emotions and sense impressions, at those times when the mind can let go of sense contact and of thinking, ideas, proliferations of the past and future, letting go of it all, then the mind will be empty of all sense impressions, moods and emotions and have Nibbana little by little. May you be determined to practice throughout this three-month rains retreat and may you all grow in the Dhamma. May you have the mindfulness that is strong like the dam wall that can protect against all the sense and mental impressions so that the mind will be safe and free from all suffering. May you all grow in blessings.